Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. Today on the Ether, explore the new Osmosis 3 pool, MakerDAO, Harbor, Interprotocol. Let's take a listen. Cool. So why don't we get some introductions? Um, let's let's, uh, let's see. There we go. Why don't we start with um, Romero Gobo? Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and, and who you're representing here? And uh, then we can get this conversation going. Yeah, sure. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Robo. I am um, I'm with the Osmosis Support Lab. Uh, we are a community run organization um, just that that helps with uh, user support on Osmosis and also um, broader community activities. And I'm also a um, on the review committee for the Osmosis Grants Program. Great to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And, uh, and I'm going to assume it's Monet Supply. Not monet supply. Am I correct in that? <laughs> yep, yep, you're right. Um it's meant to be like a play on money, uh mm -hmm. money supply. Um Love it. when I first started, but Monet. Um yeah, I work with um Maker on the wrist team, um, and just generally kind of like a die hype man. Um, but I've also been deep in the the cosmos space since Osmosis launched. Um and I'm also uh with the uh, osmosis grants program as a signer awesome awesome and uh you know siddharth how you doing see you see you there hey i'm doing great thanks for having me um yeah excited for for the space today uh just a quick intro i'm siddharth i'm one of the co-founders of comdex uh been involved you know in the cosmos ecosystem since uh 2018 now and yeah really looking forward to the discussion today awesome awesome how about you dean how's it going good Good. I'm chugging coffee in order to reset my brain as well. Um, I, I am CEO of Agoric, uh, and uh, Agoric implemented the software for the Interprotocol, which is, you know, really directed at being a stable token for the Cosmos ecosystem and or for the interchain, and is spinning off and getting its own life outside outside of Agoric. So it works. I'm really excited about the space and excited to uh, be sharing a stage and a pool with all y'all. <laughs> awesome awesome yeah so you know we're all we're all obviously here for pool with you know ist ist die and, and cmst on osmosis um you know i i think uh there's obviously a very you know big question which is why why should these independent communities and why should cosmos kind of um care about this pool um you know what what's it doing here that's um that might be different or that is is you know is interesting um and you know feel free for anyone to take on these questions you know i think we're just going to get get a bit of a combo going I can start for why we care about a pool. You know, the, 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 a lot of the start of DeFi summer, a lot of the start of getting real, you know, decentralized finance going in the, in the ETH ecosystem, it wasn't just, for example, the existence of DAI, thank you guys for starting that ball rolling, 
but it was the fact that there were multiple stable tokens that could be joined together in a stable swap so you could have a multiple mechanisms but also you could have you know direct provisioning of stable token liquidity um and incentivizing of stable token liquidity and that just you know stable tokens are the grease that make the that let the gears of commerce turn and and so having that depth of liquidity is what enabled lots more economic businesses to start up and flourish and so this is the beginning steps of you know sort of enabling that next level of liquidity and that next level of of uh, decentralized commerce and decentralized finance in the extended interchain across multiple chains in the cosmos ecosystems yeah, and how will some of the other projects see see the, the kind of vision for stable tokens in Cosmos? You know, I guess before we go super deep into this pool, I think that's a thank you, Dean. That's a good starting point. You know, maybe um, Harbor uh, team or or, or obviously MakerDAO team want to respond to that. I'll pipe in for for a sec. Um, yeah, I think decentralized, uh, over collateralized stable coins are really like a cornerstone of a successful DeFi ecosystem. Um, and it's because not only are they providing people, you know, the utility of being able to hold a dollar on chain, which you can get from something like a USDC or a Tether as well. Um, but the demand that people are bringing to hold dollars on chain is also flowing back into the ecosystem as basically allowing people to borrow against their, their um, native tokens and lever up or you know, borrow for expenses without needing to sell. Um, so it it really provides a whole lot of extra utility to the rest of the ecosystem when you focus on um, advancing decentralized stable coins. Um, comparing with, you know, a Tether or USDC where they're still very useful to hold as stable coins, but, um, you know, basically a lot of the value of that is kind of being extracted off chain where you know circle is earning all this money from treasury bills or you know whatever the case is and um it stays off chain with circle and with circle shareholders rather than flowing back to the ecosystem itself so yeah i think you know decentralized stable coins it's extremely bullish for the cosmos ecosystem that's great, and 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 as a as a recap, you know there there is currently a, a a another incentivized pool which is BUSD, USDT, and USDC on Osmosis, correct? And I think that's kind of what you're comparing to a little bit. Yeah, and those you know it's it's great to have liquidity for those off chain stables um, as well. You know, I think they um, you know as we've seen with with Maker for instance, and we have like a peg stability module that has a lot of off chain stables. That helps stabilize our our price around a dollar. Similar with, um, you know, both of these these other stable tokens uh, here as well. Um, so they're still useful, and it's great to have off chain stable liquidity as well. Um, but I think, you know, once we can push some some liquidity, more liquidity into our Cosmos decentralized stable coins, um, it opens up a whole lot of new opportunity. Nice, nice, and and you, yeah, you had said the other stable tokens here. I think I, I think it'd be great for for the conduct team to kind of explain CMST to to maybe listeners who aren't as familiar with it. Anyone from your team can jump up. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, our approach towards building 
CMST largely revolved around kind of taking inspiration from the great work done by the folks at MakerDAO. Uh, we identified that, you know, at the time, um, Cosmos definitely needed a decentralized stablecoin to kind of power DeFi for Cosmos. Um, post the collapse of UST, you know, it was kind of evident to everyone that, you know, algorithmic stablecoins had their own vulnerabilities. Um, and at that time, you know, we kind of looked at the the model of MakerDAO's uh, DAI which has kind of stood the test of time against, you know, various vulnerabilities, various volatilities in, in various market conditions. So much like MakerDAO's DAI, um, CMST, which is uh, the stablecoin on Harbor Protocol on, on the Comdex chain, is an over-collateralized stablecoin. Uh, you know, currently one can mint the stablecoin with Atom, Osmo, uh, ST Atom as well. Uh, and, and much like the PSM on MakerDAO, we have the stable mint, which enables people to mint the stablecoin with uh, US, Axelar USDC and Axelar DAI. Uh, and, and our plan is to kind of you know, continue expanding that collateral asset set to include more and more um, interchain assets from, from the cosmos and beyond. Uh, but yeah, th at a high level, th that's what CMST is. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. And I think, Robo, I want to poke at you for a second. So I, I, I'm curious about your take. Um, you know, on the launch of a stable swap <laughs> um, and what you might be excited about with the, you know, a three pool of native assets for the first time. Yeah. So I think that this has some pretty extraordinary benefits for osmosis. Um, and, it, you know, with stable swaps in particular, there's, there's kind of this opportunity um, to, for anyone that, that might be familiar to kind of create uh, osmosis as the, almost the curve um, of, the Cosmos ecosystem, where you have a very robust uh, system of stable swaps that are all kind of moving assets in between each other. Um, I, I think one of the most valuable aspects of this is the potential to create arbitrage opportunities between multiple pools. So this pool in particular is, is very important because, for example, there's already a very deep um, DAI Osmo pool. There's already a very deep IST Osmo pool. Um, there's not a deep CMST Osmo pool yet, but I'm hoping that, um, you know, some more liquidity will be allocated to that soon. And this sort of creates this like flywheel effect, uh, that, that, you know, by which there's a lot of arbitrage running through all of these pools with, you know, hopefully this three pool is kind of the center of that activity, um, which not only generates additional trading volume for osmosis as a whole, but, we have this um, this special module launching with V15 should be here in the next um, you know month or less called the ProtoRev module, um, which essentially what it does is it'll front run these arbitrage transactions um, and sort of like flash loan itself Osmo use that to capture revenue from the arbitrage opportunity and then burn the Osmo that it. Um, that it flash loaned to itself. And so what that does is it captures arbitrage revenue for the protocol um, versus, you know, arbitrage bots, which are normally like extractive, um, you know, they're, they're value extractive. They take that and they, they turn around and then they, they dump, dump their profits, right? Um, so Osmosis is unique with this module and in its ability to kind of capture that, that value. So in my mind, we should be fostering these you know, deep pools that can create uh, heavy volume arbitrage opportunities wherever, wherever possible. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. 
It also, I think, you know, another thing that is useful to have available from uh, folks like like Osmosis is the ability for liquidation engines, like in like IST will have in vaults, like like uh, um, uh, you know, etc. Right, um, to be able to liquidate into the you know deep pools on other chains. I mean, that's one of the one of the not just a promise. I mean, we're seeing this kind of thing realized in the in the the multi-chain, um, you know, interchain economy. Is that ability to you know reach across and do a trade remotely? Um, there's the there's the extensions coming out that I know Osmosis was driving, but you know everyone's eager for it to be able to do you know one IBC transaction to do a trade of one asset for another on a pool and so being able to do that remotely from another chain means it's possible to uh to do some liquidations remotely over IBC when that's available and the price is right and that sort of thing and so that's a that's an example of something that you know I expect to see a lot of that in in 6 months and that's a really exciting you know cross chain opportunity again that will obviously benefit you know, osmosis or 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 you know, crescent or others, but it'll also benefit um, you know, IST and Agoric and 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 Comdex and so forth to be able to have access to those pools of liquidity um to to smooth out liquidation. I mean one of the key things uh that is inherent in the model of over collateralized vaults, which is you know, which is what um you know uh, I would MakerDAO pioneered it on chain. Obviously, this basic idea has has lived for hundreds of years as how we get a stable asset out of a volatile asset, um, you know, prior to blockchain. But that's the mechanism, you know, behind one of the core mechanisms be, be, behind, um, you know, uh, Comdex, behind Agoric will be rolling out, or behind ISD will be rolling out vaults soon, um, behind MakerDAO. And the core there is how efficiently, how fast, how safely you can liquidate, that ensures the solvency uh, of, the, of, the, of the, the associated stable token. And so having cross-chain um, liquidity pools to be able to, you know, secure, to, to, to have the robustness of IBC to be able to liquidate onto other chains is really, really exciting. And I think that's going to be really valuable and really change the nature of um, of how these things can grow uh, in the future. Yeah, does anyone respond to that? How's it going? How's it going, Hot? <laughs> hey, I apologize about that. I was in a meeting and I totally just like dropped the ball on that. But I I, I, missed, <laughs> I missed the very beginning of that. And I do I know like my qualm with like everything right now was the stable coin liquidity and you know like it's really prevalent throughout other ecosystems. And I really. Um, we we do need to have deep deep like stablecoin liquidity, and in my opinion, the more oh, yeah. the merrier. So I'm excited for yeah. that to to like see you know hopefully you know these particular pools have deep liquidity, so that'll just make it a better right. better experience all around. Yep. The other thing that I think is important. So there's deep liquidity. Um, the pools help liquidity, right? The pools give a place to drive both the you know demand. And to be able to provide supply for people that want to use, you know, IST or CMS, CMST or what have you, right? One of the the you know most users of these stable tokens eventually will not be using our contracts directly. They'll just be trading for it in 
uh, indexes and in markets and, you know, pulling it out of uh, uh, repositories on each chain. There'll be something, you know, there'll be a place on Juno where you can just pull it out to use it in Juno and on Evmos where you can pull it out to use it on Evmos. Um, but because of ISD, you'll also be able to pull it over from Osmosis or wherever else it is. But the other the other thing that we that we all care about, or that that's going to be important for the growth of a stable token, and this is one of the things that that, that IST focuses on, is the extensibility, right? You know, the, the the PSM, what we call the parity stability module, because our economists are very clear about what pegged is mean meant historically. Um, but uh, the PSM, um, you know, minting with vaults, um, minting with additional mechanisms in the future is critical. And one of the things that we all need is to make sure that we've got an ecosystem that can evolve the mechanisms, you know, to, to add more solvent mechanisms, more high quality mechanisms, not, you know, crap mechanisms, but but more high quality mechanisms to be able to mint more of our stable tokens. Because, you know, one of the, the things that is uh, a limiter on that liquidity is the ability to mint, is the supply side to be able to, ro to, to mint robustly something that is well backed by by other assets and by and by uh, mechanisms that will ensure continued solvency. And you know, I think everyone on this conversation is is a big part of that, and is um, and it's it's a big part of all of our vision of how this happens. So I apologize if you already went, touched on this, but like your, your incentives are going to be starting on uh, the 11th, which is what, what is I, I I never even understand what day it is in, in crypto world, but two days from now. So what? Like, how long is the, the incentives initially going for to start off with? Hopefully that made any sense. It it made sense. There's, I think, a variety of incentives, uh, of incentives, and I'm not sure what all the times are. I think the 11th, okay. <laughs> I think the 11th is correct. Okay. Yeah, the 11th is a starting, I know. But... And, and usually it just seems like 90 days is, in my, just kind of my, like, purview, it's been, like, kind of like the standard. Everyone starts off with 90 days, give or take, but that's that's exciting. And then, uh, so I don't know. Did Sid talk yet? How you doing, Sid? <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't talked to Sid in a long time. Hey, Hoss. Yeah, I think it's been a very long time. Um, er, er, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the last time we met was Austin. Yeah. Um, during consensus. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, but I think Dean makes a very solid point. Um, <clears throat> just to push, or rather uh, reiterate that point again. Uh, a large part of how these overcollateralized systems work and maintain their health is dependent on liquidations. And a key factor to maintaining liquidations and making sure they work well is liquidity, which is where I think, uh, you know, decks like Osmosis plays a huge role because uh, currently uh, the largest liquidity for a lot of the interchain assets that we deal with sits on Osmosis. Um, the, the way liquidations occur on, on Harbor Protocol, you know, it's it's a, it's a auction-based model where once the asset that's sitting as a collateral gets liquidated, um, what happens with it is it's essentially, uh, you know, being auctioned out at a, at a Dutch auction model where the price kind of decreases over time. So anyone who participates in that auction can, you know, basically acquire that asset at a discount from whatever its market price would be, which, uh, you know, could very likely be the price that's um, for that asset on any osmosis pool. So it, it, it's an incentive for a user to participate in that liquidation, obtain that liquida liquidated collateral asset, and then uh, arbitrage it by trading it on the osmosis pool. So uh, just as much as you know, the entire mechanism plays uh, is important in maintaining kind of the the stability of the of the stable token. Um, liquidations play a huge part in maintaining solvency, and then as a result of that, I think liquidity of those collateral assets 
on markets secondary markets is is an important metric to consider and 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 i'm you know i mean um in the way that ist has done it in the way that we've done it at cmst it's largely been inspired by the work that's been done uh, by the folks that make a dow so um in that sense you know the precedent has been set uh, and the precedent has been set long before uh, as dean mentioned you know uh, even in the kind of traditional finance world a lot of the times when you try to extract uh, i think dean put it quite eloquently uh, when you try to extract a stable asset out of uh, a collateral asset of volatile value um, it, it has to kind of be over collateralized in order to ensure that the solvency of the system remains intact so uh, not not reinventing the wheel just making sure we we stay in tune with what works we we do a lot of interfacing to the outside you know to to non crypto right you know our, our our you know we're agoric platform is all about you know smart contracts in javascript for the you know the other 15 million developers in the world and um and so often when i'm describing that you know that stable token mechanism the the, the vault mechanism you know i use the analogy of of home of home loans right where you got a house its value is not the same every day it goes up and down um you're getting a loan against it you know, you don't get a loan for the full value of the house. You get a loan for the fraction of the house. And as soon as I explain that to people, it's like, okay, you know, hundreds of millions of people have done that. And they go, oh, oh, is that all? Oh, okay, I get it. This isn't complicated. You know, people do it all the time. <laughs> so it's not exactly like that, but it's so close. You know, as you know, I'm saying if you're borrowing against gold or whatever it is, and banks and finance institutions do this all the time. And an important thing in the you know the 2021 and 2022 downturns is the the stable tokens that use this mechanism weathered it just fine. All the mechanisms worked, all the liquidations worked, the stable tokens remained stable, um, those systems remained up. They remained solvent, they remained in business, and they enabled all of these other businesses to thrive, while in the meantime, people doing centralized uh, exchanges did the standard centralized kind of fraud. And so, you know, the, 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 the stable tokens are not just a mechanic to make the, you know, the wheels of decentralized commerce work, um, but they really, they really have been a stellar representative of the the power of the space and the power of the technology stack we're all working on. So to kind of tie that into like Cosmos traders and why they should care about all this, you know, like I was just thinking because I think it was last night Sunny was taught was speaking with um, uh, Babylon Chains and he was I, I guess they've been testing out doing a um, swap on Osmosis from Juno Chain, so that's interchain accounts and. You know, that opens up different sort of um, applications that can be built on different chains and using kind of osmosis in the background. So uh, I guess this would be more for Robo since he's more intertwined with like osmosis. What do you I guess what, what do you see that being and how can that benefit like the cosmos as a whole? Yeah, so I, I think this is kind of what Dean was touching on is, um, you know, when you have the capability to do these, um, you know, atomic. Um, cross-chain swaps that's going to better empower liquidations on protocols like interprotocol and um harbor um you know things like that and then i did briefly mention also proto rev so it's i i kind of see this as like a, a mutually uh beneficial relationship um you know the the um decentralized stables get a healthy liquidation market and osmosis gets more uh, trading revenue arbitrage volume which can then be captured by 
the proto-rev model module and redistributed to um, you know stakeholders as uh, protocol revenue. Uh, thank you. Uh, hi guys, this is Abhishek, uh, co-founder here with Sadat. Uh, that's that's a very valid point, right? Because uh, now now if you think about an Osmo holder, which feels like there is an arbitrage opportunity for you know any of the stable coins, uh, you know, be it IST or CMST, they can just do a direct uh, single atomic transaction from Osmosis, mint CMST by using Osmo tokens, finish the arbitrage, and then you know, uh, return the tokens back and, uh, you know, re uh, reclaim their Osmo and just make the arbitrage profit. Uh, regarding like the proto-rev, it is, uh, you know, that's that's something uh, even which we are working around with uh, the skip team now to do something similar for our liquidations because in the liquidation discounts that uh, traders receive, a part of it, uh, you know, goes to the harbor holders similar to how uh, you know most of the revenue that maker generates i mean before the real world assets came into picture was why are these liquidations of assets and here is where we foresee a lot of mev activities to happen who people who kind of outbid each other to obtain the asset and all of this activity being able to do that not just from the complex chain like you, know, you can do it directly from osmosis chain and then having these pools around Although, you know, one may argue why have a three pool when you already kind of have the stablement, which kind of serves the same purpose. But just with the, if, if you look at how users uh, have interacted, uh, you know, historically on Ethereum, there's a huge amount of user base that always uses Curve's liquidity pool instead of using the PSM at MakerDAO. So that is where I feel this pool becomes super important for people uh you know over a long period of time just because of the number of users that will interact with it also it, uh, you know the has uh, the incentives will be for 30 days now and we will uh you know kind of uh do another set round of incentives post that thank you yeah thank you for that i'm, I'm all about this incentive so it's exciting to hear that because uh, i think in general it, it's, it seems like uh it's starting to be, I don't want to say more lucrative, but just more beneficial to provide liquidity. Cause like I, th I found at first providing LP and just talking to like community members, they were just like, I don't, I don't get like doing all this risk and impermanent loss. And, you know, we really haven't had any sort of stable coin pairings. And it's nice. Cause like for myself, I always had to like go outside of cosmos to do anything really with stable coins and to feel safe about it because um, I guess we could kind of twist that into like this conversation is describe like what you think the core difference between like this three pole and like the current one of, of BUSD, USDT and USDC, which is all, you know, for those out there, it's all bridged over from Axler. So I don't know if anyone <laughs> who ever wants to take that. I'll take it. This is Dean. Um, so, so, so first off with respect to bridged over from Axelar to me, you know, for any particular asset, that, that you hold, you have some counterparty risk. In this case, the counterparty risk happens to include Axelar, you know, and maybe that adds a little more, but but it's really not important. There's sort of the counterparty risk of the assets that you're that you're trading. The thing that's interesting and powerful about this pool is that it's all on tokens, on on, on stable tokens that are focused on 
being um, uh, backed by digital assets and backed by you know rich but solvent mechanisms, as opposed to just primarily back you know primarily backed by you know external system assets, right? And and um, and so you know we're all focused on the 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 CDP model, the vault model. We're all focused on how do we think about the risk of assets that are going to provide collateralization, um, the different mechanisms for oracles, all those kinds of things. And, you know, that's where the, the, the vast, I expect, the vast majority of stable tokens will be minted against those kinds of assets. And the fact that, you know, the, 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 in particular, the, the newcomers to this, if you will, IST and, and TMST, the fact that we are primarily backed or going to be backed in the case of, you know, Vault's release coming by Cosmos-based assets unlocks the value of the assets across, uh, across the interchain, right? It unlocks, it lets you um, put to work uh, um, Atom or Staked Atom or Osmo or Staked Atom, you know, whatever, whatever assets the communities include, it lets you unlock those. So, so there's, you know, a lot of value in bringing Dai over as sort of a nice reference, um, decentralized but 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 stable uh, reference point. But you know the power for Cosmos folk is us turning that into unlocking the the other assets in Cosmos, so you can use them uh, for 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 cross chain commerce. And the pool really helps that happen. Nice. I was going to say, can. Um... I'm sorry if I, I see this. Is it Monet, Monet Supply from, from Dai? Just to give us any updates on what's going on over there. Because I know a lot of people in Cosmos, including myself, um, we're not really in touch too much with like MakerDAO's updates and like what's going on and, you know, kind of why Cosmos and what's the importance of having Dai over on Cosmos for Cosmonauts? Yeah, yeah, I can definitely speak to that. Um, uh, so, you know, DAI is, is native to Ethereum. It's um, currently bridged over by either Axelar or by Gravity Bridge. Um, so it's not like really an interchain native stablecoin at this point. Although I've, you know, I've heard uh, rumblings of people, you know, thinking through how do you link Ethereum to IBC, which is really, really exciting. And um, when that happens, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot more in uh, even deeper integration of of Maker into the interchain space overall, um, but I think you know what what Dai can kind of bring to to bear for the benefit of the Cosmos ecosystem is uh, one it provides a really reliable decentralized liquidity link to Ethereum, which is um, you know Cosmos DeFi is coming up really quickly and and with a lot of strength, but um, it's still kind of relatively small compared to Ethereum DeFi. So being able to just permissionlessly link in liquidity between Ethereum and Cosmos is going to be a huge benefit. Um, and, you know, Maker is a decentralized stablecoin. Uh, the, you know, the transfers of DAI cannot be stopped by anybody. So, you know, the bridge escrows for these various bridging protocols, nobody can freeze them, for instance, versus you know, something like a USDC where in a worst case scenario, some of those funds could be locked. Um, so I think that's a really big benefit. And then um, secondly, uh, you know, with Maker's 
recent work that we've been doing onboarding real world assets as part of our collateral base, um, we're finally starting to be able to, you know, make enough revenue uh, internally that we can share some of that back to die holders. So recently in the past couple months, we uh, returned on the die savings rate where you can earn um, 1% yield currently and hopefully more in the future just by locking your die into the die savings rate contract. Um, and we say locking, but you can withdraw at any time. The risk profile is the same as just holding die regularly. Um, so, you know, for the Cosmos ecosystem, you know, you can hold a decentralized stable coin and uh, hopefully in the future, either the bridge escrows will, you know, start taking advantage of that die savings rate, or there will be a native way to kind of port that over to Cosmos. So, um, you know, any of these other stable coins like IST, CMST, um, for the stable assets that they're already holding just to stabilize their peg, they'll also be able to earn revenues on that and, you know, help build up their their surplus capital, their reserves to make them, you know, even more resilient. Um, going forward so just excuse my ignorance because like i said i i haven't been keeping up with like maker i I remember saying something about you guys were potentially well let's just ask you this like what is like die positive like how do you what's what is it backed by so it's um you know the kind of the core of maker is over collateralized uh crypto backed vaults so Ethereum, Stake ETH, various flavors of Stake ETH. Like we we recently onboarded Rocket Pool ETH, which I know a lot of people like. Um, Wrap Bitcoins, other crypto assets. Um, but what we've seen in the past, um, and this has pretty much been the state of affairs since 2020, is there's more demand to hold stable coins than there is to borrow against crypto collateral assets. Um, so what we've kind of done to bridge the gap is we have PSMs uh, similar to, to Comdex and to um, Inner Protocol, where we'll onboard some stable coins as collateral in order to, you know, basically be able to match the supply, uh, which again, the, the supply that we get from crypto borrowing vaults is not enough to meet the demand. And that seems like it's a pretty common state of affairs for, for over collateralized stable coins. So we use um, we use other stable coins like USDC, Gemini Dollar, PAX to bridge that gap. Um, and recently we've been, you know, for years we were earning 0% return on all of that, you know, sort of excess stable coin backing. Recently we've been finding ways to actually, you know, earn a positive return on that. Um, so like Gemini, for instance, has a revenue, sh- revenue sharing or, or marketing uh, like sort of incentives program with us. Uh, Paxos is considering similar. Coinbase considering similar. Um, we also have some some sort of uh, mechanisms where we're taking those stable coins and then putting them into a trust structure um, that's you know basically controlled by the DAO to own treasury bills. So various mechanisms where we can take that stable backing, that stable coin backing, and figure out how to earn a positive return on it. And then that allows us to turn around to die holders and share that back with them through the die savings rate. Um, so yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it kind of was a liability for a long time, but now it's kind of becoming an asset and something that's allowing us to give back 
to the people who make it happen to the die holders. Amazing. I wish you uh, were a part of this pre uh, UST crash because I was doing that. And I'm sure a lot of people in Cosmos were kind of stacking UST and we kind of got burned. But I guess if you, you live and you learn. And what's, what's great about our ecosystem, especially like Osmosis, it, it really is just kind of like a like a testing ground experimentation with things. And I'm looking forward to this poll going live and the incentives and um, yeah, and being able to do things in Cosmos where I can have stable coins, earn some yield and do different things with it as, as opposed to like always needing to take out stable coins and send them out elsewhere in the Polygon or Ethereum or where, wherever else to, to do things with it. So, yeah, thank you for that. I, I guess just to be respectful of all your time for, for everyone that's on the panel here. I don't know if you had any like, closing thoughts about uh, what you wanted to, to say or what's going on and it kind of will wrap it up unless you guys have additional time, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I, I think there was um, one, one interesting thing, um, you know, from, from what Moni Supply said uh, a few months ago. Of course, we would, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm super excited by the prospect of DAI, you know, somehow natively being uh, bridged over to Cosmos rather than you know coming over Axelar or, Di or Gravity right now only because um, as an ecosystem when we have you know large amounts of USDC large amounts of Dai that's being bridged over through bridges like Axelar and Gravity it just increases the overall uh, bridge risk exposure of the ecosystem as a whole so one of the great things about um, you know the the stable mint module on Harbor or the PSM on Interprotocol is that with this bridged over liquidity, especially uh, you know when it comes to assets like USDC and Dai, when they're coming over from different bridges, is that it creates a problem of fragmented liquidity where the same Dai, when it's bridged over via gravity, versus when it's bridged over via Axelar, don't result in fungible Dai's when they are in Cosmos. So the beauty of being able to mint uh, a native stable asset like CMST or a native stable stable asset like IST against these bridged alternatives is that. It kind of concentrates that liquidity, uh, you know, into a singular native asset when it's in, inside of Cosmos ecosystem, and I think that does a great, a whole lot of great uh, good for for all of uh, DeFi and Cosmos, uh, because ultimately DeFi thrives on liquidity, and so long as that liquidity remains concentrated into a single native asset, um, it, it's just beneficial for the overall health of DeFi. So, as much as uh, you know, I think one of the bigger things would be to ultimately see a lot of these bridged assets be natively issued in Cosmos. We have, we've all heard about, uh, you know, USDC eventually coming natively to Cosmos. We we look forward to Dai also uh, doing that eventually. But until that day arrives, I think uh, one of the beauties of um, the stablement and the PSM is that uh, it also solves this. So I think that's something worth considering as well. Absolutely, you know, and even when they're even when they're come over as native, there's still you know there remains the value of being able to unlock the 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 native Cosmos assets. But that consolidation was one of the was one of the main drivers, and I think is one of the main uh, uh, reasons to to for, for that that chains you know zones in the interchain should really focus on using. You know, IST or CMST as a core currency, because you know, uh, I remember pictures. You know, as 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 you know, six months ago of of twenty four different renderings of USDC and and uh, uh, and uh, one or two others 
in like a Solana trading board. It's like that's great for markets, and and you know this three pool is great for markets, but consumers, users, you know, as we get into mainstream, they don't want to deal with all that. They want to just you know pay for their NFT and go home, right? And so having to deal with a broad range of things in conversion that all needs to be you know as minimal as possible and then we need to make sure that 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 these things trade smoothly between each other so that any particular uh application that chooses you know IST versus something else you know can still easily participate when someone is bringing CMST or DAI or what have you yeah anyone else uh, before we wrap it up I'm excited. So everyone out there, it's the, the pool is live. It's pool 908 on osmosis right now. It's die CMST and IST. So uh, yeah, it's um it's exciting to see like the stable coins start to develop. And the only way that this ecosystem, you know, DeFi and everything can can go to the next level is to have like really deep liquidity with with stable coins, have a lot of options. And like Dean said, like the end user is not going to care, um, you know, necessarily about, but I mean, just in general, most people in the world just don't care about finance. So, but they want to be able to do things, one click transactions, buy NFTs and do whatever they need to do. Well, stable coins have, you know, it's an imperative to have, you know, legit stable coins. And I personally, you know, like the fact that if there's going to be native stable coins in, you know, Cosmos as opposed to everything being bridged over. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, just um, share like final word. Um, I know, you know, UST got really big in Cosmos. And I think a lot of people did, like, like you mentioned, they got burned pretty bad. Um, and it, you know, it kind of wiped out Cosmos DeFi for a little bit, I would say, or, you know, certainly caused a lot of problems. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm just really excited about Harbor Protocol and Interval Protocol, because I think, um, the the fundamental mechanisms that they're using are really sound they're rock solid and you know so far from what i'm seeing just all of the risk management and the the execution is also on point and um yeah I, i'm excited to see both these protocols develop i think it's going to be really positive for users that they have reliable native stable coins and um you know just looking forward to how Dai can kind of support these protocols' growth and you know hopefully play a role in their success in the cosmos over time. Amazing. So I just wanted to thank everyone for stopping by for the uh, IST spaces and till the next one. And again, if anyone had any closing thoughts before we wrap it up, you got to do so. But if not, you know it was a great time. Uh, I'm looking forward to all of this and seeing the you know the the further development of cosmos d5 because we are you know not trying to be a cosmos maxi but we really do have like amazing technology and we just need to you know ha just have options and, and allow people to 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 use it because like that's just how i always tell people like i go to these crypto events i just say use anything in cosmos you're gonna have a good experience and now that this is coming to fruition it's gonna be even you know more enticing for for those out there so but anyhow, I guess the, uh, that's it. And I really appreciate everyone's time. Until the next one. Take care, everyone. Thanks, all. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Explore the New Osmosis 3 Pool, MakerDAO, Harbor, Interprotocol. Recorded on Thursday, February 9th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. 
Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack. Not everybody's always in it for the money. Looking like another crooked Sunday, and I'm working Monday. So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods. Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed. See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties, these sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small. Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent. How to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Aw, shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses. Now we're on the fence like we forgot how to choose. What happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabbit dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music